All right, all you people that like Barber Road and Unoho, listen to this for a second. <laughs> this is an automatic qualifier for the Preakness, and this is what Oakland could get. Yep. That three-year-old circuit for the male side, and really other than Secret Oath for the female side, it's the worst I've ever seen since following Oakland since 2007. Their races have been so bad. Even their the Derby was bad. The Rebel was bad. Southwest, Smart. They were just horrifically bad races. And now we get this. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland Gulfstream parks and batoga and all tracks in between there's only one side to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, April 21st. This is Blinger Talk. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Yeah, we're, we're here. We're here early. We're ready to take over the Magic Mike spot, sir. And I I'm, I'm I think we're going to do a good job. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, people might be disappointed to hear that Magic Mike is dead. And we're and we're here. Oh wait, <laughs> not, not like not literally dead. Just the no. show, right? Yeah, nobody died. Don't worry about it. It's just fine. They they were yesterday. They 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 got out a, a ahead of us today. So or yesterday. So yeah, we're here. Yeah, Samich is uh, on the way on his way to to Keeneland um, for the uh, tournament this weekend. So um, they, they they went ahead and did it yesterday. And I texted you this morning. And I said, hey. Let's take over. Let's let's give the people a real show at four o'clock that four o'clock time slot. And so <laughs> here we are. Uh, what's up, man? We are like two weeks, two weeks out, really, from well, two weeks and one day from the Oaks. Uh, I mean, it it definitely feels like it's building, it's building. And are you? We'll get to it. We have a lot to talk about with the Derby. But are you? Your opinions? Do you feel like your opinions are are getting stronger, or are you? going a little bit more back and forth as we get closer. I'm pretty strong on top. I, I really feel like it's one of two horses on top. Uh, I, I kind of look at it like this. Epicenter and uh, uh, Taba are like one and one A. And then two and two B are Zandon and Messier. And then it's just kind of let's find a long shot after that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm, so I'm pretty solid, pretty firm on those. And, you know, it's just going to depend on the draws uh, after that. But I, I feel pretty darn good about 1 and 1A, 2 and 2B. Yeah, I do too. I think that – and by the way, um, Shima yeah, – it's, it's, it's Halterman. It's amateur hour. He did have his, he did his earplugs in. So he hear, you're hearing my voice come through his speakers, and then that's what you're hearing. So What? Um, no. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, and it, look at this. He's still got the old school wires, too. This is him, though. 
Uh, we'll fix that. It's uh, it's our first show. Five fifty, actually. Blinkers off five fifty. <laughs> Look at this guy. I'll, I'll continue to talk. Um, Dennis says it looks like I'm ready to, uh, to golf. I know. I'm wrapping my white Wilson hat today. Um, I do need to go golfing. The weather is finally nice here in uh, in Missouri. It's been it's been. I think it's nasty everywhere lately. It's been cold, but yeah, uh, yeah. We got a lot to talk about with the Derby. I, for me personally, my opinions are getting stronger. I think on the top end, I'm still fine trying to come up with those horses. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> hey, is this your first show of Bleakers Off? I'm ready. I can hear you better. Well, yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> I wondered why I couldn't hear you as well as usual. Um, What were you talking about? Did you ask me a question? No. No, I was just trying to do filler, basically, until you... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm back. Until you, uh, what would you like to you discuss? Just... I'm back. <laughs> you, you sound better, too. Uh I think the people will enjoy this. This is, uh, it's hard to believe this is not our first episode. I mean, it, it does feel fitting though that we, we, it's like all of a sudden we take the four o'clock time slot and we all, we start acting more like Magic Mike. I feel like Magic. I wasn't ready. I didn't have headphones. Magic, when he starts the show, either his computer freezes or you can't hear him or it's something all the time. Yeah. So I took the place of Magic. It's the, it's the four o'clock curse, Jared. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, welcome to everybody that's joining us live. Appreciate that. If you're watching this after the fact, you can subscribe, get alerted when we get when we do go live. And subscribing is a good thing because on YouTube, we have a ton of video content uh, leading up to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Magic says, welcome to Blinkers Off, presented by the Magic Mike Show. <laughs> I, is anybody else getting an echo? I don't Maybe hear it. Tree 66 is problem. I don't know. I don't, I don't hear an echo. Um, no. I didn't begin with though. So I did it when it very first kicked off. I did, um, but I don't know how that's necessarily possible now because we both have hit earplugs in and uh, Scotty doesn't hear it. Yeah, no echo here. No echo. I don't hear one. I don't maybe, hear an echo. Shimitri. Shimitri has uh, has like the on on the iPhone and on the computer, and then that's why you get the echo. <laughs> But hey, I, I'm glad that we at least addressed that because when as soon as we kicked things off, I was like, son of a bitch, he doesn't have his earplugs in. Like this is gonna be an issue. And and magic knows why I'm saying this, because when you edit these shows, you hear you hear both people talking. Like when I talk, I hear he hears me, and by like so when he doesn't have his earplugs in and I'm talking, I also hear it coming through on his end as well. And it's very annoying when you're editing and magic. I know you're listening. I know you understand what I'm saying. So when I did, when I saw him have no earplugs in, I thought, "You little bastard!" You know, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be more editing for me. So even though there is no echo anymore, I do appreciate that we address this, and now we can move on with our lives. Back to horse racing. I just you want to get out. To- I didn't hear one thing you said. I just blacked out completely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! It's like uh, it's like <laughs> I just know, why have no? Did anybody know what he just said? It's like when Frank the Tank just completely goes blind. You know, he doesn't know what he said or what he did. He just <laughs> like what happened. <laughs> Anyways, oh, um, right. what, do you, what do you say we just get in? So okay, so the the what we're gonna do here in just a second, we're gonna talk Derby everything, and we want everyone just to go crazy. Give us your questions. Q and A. We're gonna try to pick a Derby winner. Do a little Q and A. Uh, picking. Let's see. Magic says 
and uh, Jared's six videos are going to premiere off Triple Gear. Okay, look at that. So I did, uh, my big one was Taba. I, I did Charge It. I did Pioneer Medina uh, and Zandon. Zandon was a good one. So I, I felt like I had some contenders in mind. Um, Zandon and Taba, of course. So go to uh, YouTube, subscribe to our, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, just hit that subscribe button and uh, you'll get alerted when these go live. Hey, Philly. Philly's in the background. She's here. All right. Let's get to it. Today's show, we're going to try to hone in on our picks for the 2022 Kentucky Derby and discuss some of the latest updates for the Derby contenders. We're get, Then, if you want some handicapping, we'll do some rapid-fire selections for the greatest stakes action this weekend at Keeneland and Oakland Park, including the $1 million Apple Blossom handicap, which, I mean, I know it's a small field, but that shit is loaded. I cannot wait for that race. You guys need to stay tuned for uh, the picks for that one. Let's go. Epicenter has taken the lead, both inside Zozos, then Pioneer of Medina, and Call Me Midnight. Coming past the 16th, it's Epicenter, who's kicked away now from Zozos. Pioneer Medina will be third best. Epicenter wins the Louisiana Derby. There's an eighth of a mile to go. White Aborio takes over from Simplification. Charge it with the late say down the center. 16th run. White Aborio almost home. Charge it shifts ground. White Aborio still there. And White Aborio wins the Florida Derby for Safi Joseph Jr. A final furlong. Cyberknife. Here comes Secret Oath on the outside. She's still two legs behind. Cyberknife. Secret Oath is not going to get by. The Arkansas Derby winner. And his name is Cyberknife. It is early voting, trying to take them wire to wire here. Early voting in front. Mo Donegal comes on through down on the inside to grab second. It is early voting in front. A challenge here from Mo Donegal. Early voting, trying to hold on with a 16th of the finish. Mo Donegal bearing down on the outside. It's Mo Donegal and early voting, and it is Mo Moving by the quarter pole, Emmanuel, the leader, Smile Happy now takes aim from the outside. Here's Smile Happy to take the lead from Emmanuel into the final furlong, and Zandon is running late. Zandon has moved through all kinds of traffic from the back of the pack, and he is now taking command in deep stretch. It's over. Zandon wins the Toyota Bluegrass. And Messier has taken the lead at the quarter pole and quickly pulls away from Forbidden Kingdom. Tabor running a giant race on the outside, 3 sixteenths of a mile to run. And it's Messier and Tabor 1-2. Forbidden Kingdom five behind inside the eight ball. Messier, Tabor running lights out on the outside. And here's Tabor getting the upper hand in the final stages. The run-happy Santa Anita Derby goes to Tabor. All in line and ready for the start. They're off. Kentucky Derby. We're just a little over two weeks left for uh, Kentucky Derby 148. And, you know, as we get closer, I feel like our opinions get stronger. Or maybe the the long shots that you've been kind of contemplating, you, you start making cases for them or you start throwing out different horses. We're here to help. The Q&A, and really the next two weeks are nuts because you start to learn more of this, at, the, at the fields, of, about the fields as we get closer. Um, so this is kind of our last chance to really dive into the Derby before we really know everything. And before you, you, you kind of have to hone in on what you're going to do 
uh, from a betting perspective. So we wanted to open it up to you guys. It's the, the comments are going crazy. So we're going to try to do our best here. Again, if you're watch, if you're listening or watching this after the fact, what are you doing? Make sure you're live and you can comment and, and interact with us. And, and, and maybe just maybe Halterman will answer your questions. I will hear, but I'm here for the people today, but you're nicer than I am. Um, I'm here for every one of the people today. So let's see. Yeah. Well, you're here. I'm surprised you're not totally here, but now you're here. I'm here. Let's see. What do you want to do? You want to kick, you want to just open this thing up or do you want to, yeah. is there anything you going to get off your chest? No, um, listen, I, we've got questions. We we've got, we've they're piling up. So All right. So shoddy, we'll kick things off with shoddy. He's got my, he's got his eye on Barber road. And I'd like a nice little word, uh, play of words there. And an uno, uh, for the exotics, you got one eye on those two horses. So Barber Road and Ununu thoughts. Are you? I are they either one of those horses interesting to you? You know, uh, you know Barber Road. I feel like I've seen more and more on in terms of people wanting to use this horse, whether it be on the wind side or, or the underneath side, because he does continue to kind of come late. So thoughts on those two? Psychotic if you play either one. In like, anything. on the wind spot or in anything, anything, anything. Psychotic. Psychotic. I agree. I don't necessarily think you're psychotic. I definitely I think, don't have any interest in using either one of those horses. If you're though. playing any of these sort, those two horses, you're just hoping that a bunch fall down. Well, Barber Road is the ultimate fool's gold, in my opinion, because he kind of has that late run every time, and you always can come up with excuses. You know, these people that like him, like, oh, you know, well, if he, I saw once, like, if he wouldn't have done this, he, I, I, he would have gotten a cyber knife. I know it. It's like, mm, what if he you know, did? But that, that's, well, I don't, it, I don't think it would necessarily change anything in my opinion, but no. um, you would have got a lower price on him. You're going to get the price on either one of these horses because, you know, he, I guess <clears throat> I'll play devil's advocate on the one eyed wonder. Um, he didn't really get a, chance so to speak because of his you know he got an injury in the arkansas derby i'm playing devil's advocate because i think that's bullshit but that's what people are going to say and maybe you're going to get a huge price on him versus you know on a, you know saying you got a huge price on the rebel winner um it maybe becomes worth playing on the under on, like underneath the rebel was probably the worst prep race on the entire circuit this year and he barely won Okay. I, I can't say anything. <laughs> what do you, I mean, to me, they have a shot to hit the board. If you have, if you're going to play all in the third spot, that's, that's where you put them on the ticket, right? If you're going to go like single, single, all in the third spot, that's how they would be on my ticket. It just, he's what they're not any good. He says he's good things. He's psycho. And by the way, we do have an update on the echo and it sounds like, wasn't entirely inaccurate of what I said. He was so excited. He had two uh, windows open. If that's true, I don't know. Maybe you're being funny, but if that's <laughs> true. That's amazing. And by the way, we appreciate double the views. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I agree. He, uh, he's a toss. Both those horses are tosses for me on the uh, underneath. Uh, who's the, uh, who's. Can Pletcher 
tame a green charge it in time for the derby. So let's talk charge it. I did the I did the video for charge it twice now. Um, I here's the thing about charge it where I'm at. I think he's top five in terms of talent in the race. Maybe even lower than that. I Agreed. think he's I think he's got a ton of upside, and I would be pretty surprised if we don't see him winning a Grade One this year. I think that would be pretty surprising. I I don't think the grade one's going to come in the Kentucky Derby. I, I, I just don't see that happening. I think, to me, I, I have it mapped out. I think you're going to see him run a, a good race in the Derby, like a like where it's like, and he's going to get in trouble, right? He's going to have issues because he's going to, that's just, he's still so green. And you're going to say Belmont, and he's going to run it in the Belmont, and then he's going to be a legit contender. I don't know if he can win the Belmont. We'll find out, you know, as he, but I do think he'll, turn into that like top one, two, three choice in the, in the Belmont following a troubled Kentucky Derby. Agree with everything you said would not be shocked if he makes an impact in this Derby. Um, a lot of his greenness came down the lane. And I think that's actually good news because he didn't get a perfect trip and he still fired in the Florida Derby. And that's what kind of makes him scary. A lot of times with a green horse, it's like, well, everything has to go their way or they don't fire. Yeah, he didn't get a great trip in the Florida Derby. He didn't get where we thought he would be in the race where he kind of wants to be where he's been previously. And he's still fired. Right. Um, I think some of the things that happened with him in Florida are correctable. And I think Todd will, you know, the, the, the specific question, can Todd tame a green charge it? I think he will kind of get him uh, going, get him a little bit better. I just worry. It's just a little too much, a little too quick for him. I think he can make an impact. I, you know, I'll have him underneath. I, I'm not going to play him on top, but he, his talent is a little scary. And if he can kind of just run semi better down the lane, I think he can get up there and hit the board. I, yeah, to me, everything you said, I don't think there's any. Uh, he's scary. I'll say this: the closer you know, we talk about the opinions changing. The closer we get, the more nervous I get. At, you know, fading him. What you got? Pistol, pistol, five to one. There we go. What's so funny is we literally just got an email as that race was finishing, complaining about the the picks today. So. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> you stole his money. Yeah. And we hit, we hit, we had five winners on top at Keeneland today. Well, you know, he wanted six. I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, charge it concerns me. I, I just, it's like what I can, I go walk, go, go look at our, our YouTube page. And I did a whole thing, a whole video of why charge it can't win the Kentucky Derby. Um, I also, there's a video that magic mentioned I'll have more on that. Um, after Bleaker's off is over, but basically I, I it just, He's he's the leading trainer of ever of getting horses to the Derby, Todd Pletcher. He is that's that's his thing. But he only has two wins. And that's super saver and always dreaming. And both those horses had class, bat class. They were coming into that derby with stakes wins. Um and, and Charge it not only didn't run into stakes until April, he hasn't won any stakes. And I just think it's just too much too soon and i get it's like well Taba, look at him too much too soon well true but you watch those two races and one looks like he was making his first uh stake start and one looked like 
he wasn't. And that was, you know, the difference there. So mm-hmm. I just think, and you know, and also it's like, get to remember those tappets, man, they just, they age really well. And he just seems like a horse that just is kind of wacky. And there's a reason why he hadn't took him so long to start. Right. Um, and let's not forget he got beat on debut. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's just this, you know, ultra impressive, hasn't been touched, can't, you know, and then he got in this weird greenness traffic issue or whatever in the Florida Derby. It's like, no, he kind of, all that was on his own. He, he, that was all part of what, you know, of him. So yep. to me, there's too many reasons. I think the talent's there. I hope what happens, what I think's happened, going to happen happens because he's going to be a, a, a legit horse, to my opinion. Um, in the Belmont. I, yeah, I, I agree. I hope he exits out of the Derby in good shape and, and nothing goes wrong. Um, because I think you're right. He's going to be a player in that race for sure. Uh, I kind of feel like Mo Donegal is a New York track horse only. So let's talk Mo Donegal. Mo okay. Donegal won the wood, <clears throat> ran down early voting on the, on the lead there. Really a, a fun little stretch drive from Mo Donegal and his issue is he's got, he's got the, the, the same things that work in his favor also might hurt him in the Kentucky Derby is he lets everyone do the dirty work early in races. So he sits way off and then he makes this big long run that just continues to come, you know, as the race unfolds and you know, you, you watch him, you say, well, the longer, the better for him, just let him get going. But he also feels like a horse that's going to, just be in such a load of trouble as they're in that far turn, trying to weave himself and get in position that he's going to need to be like links the best of this whole field in order to win here. But I do think he's like a, one of the top contenders of the entire field to hit the board. See, this is the deal, right? Like people are like, yeah, Barbara road, Uno ho, those are the guys I think they'll hit the board to me. This is the one he is proven to be much faster than those horses. And yeah. I think that's definitely the, the candidate that most people, well, not most, but some people that are wanting to play those, those longer prices. Well, gosh, you're kind of hoping that Mo Donegal gets in a lot of trouble, right? Cause he has proven he can really go out and close and win. Um, I, I think this is a, these Pletcher horses are, are the same to me, but different in, in the fact that, Let's get them out of the Derby, make sure they're in good order. Hopefully they run well. I don't think either one of them can win, but I think both of them can hit the board. Let's keep them healthy. They're going to have a big summer. Mo Donegal's better than I thought he was. I do 100% will say that. If everything goes absolutely perfect, he can win it, right? He's going to need a perfect trip. He's going to need a perfect pace setup. He can win it if those factors really go in his favor. He has the talent. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year, but I don't think it's going to be in Kentucky as far as a win. I think he'll run well. But I think he, hey, he's consistent. He does the same thing every time. Uh, and every that's, time. There's something to be said for that, right? Especially when it's like, who can I hook on and maybe key underneath in an exotic? Uh, he's your guy. I agree. And that's kind of what I said going into the, uh, into the wood. It was like, listen, I mean, in terms of like, who should probably win this race? It's Mo Donegal because he shows up every time in the Holy Bull. He he didn't run great, but he still got beat by White Barrio at simplification. You know, he 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 always has a run, and so it's like the way that pace set up. It, you would thought, okay, he should probably win, but is he good enough? Well, and I'm with you. I 
I didn't think he necessarily was, was, mm-hmm. and he proved us wrong and he showed he was. So I, I would be pretty shocked if this were like, if you, it, who would you say has better, sh- like if you had a bet on one of these Pletchers hitting the board, Mo Donegal or charge it, which one do you feel more confident in? Mo Donegal. I think he's more ready to run in this race specifically. Now, if you ask who has the most upside, it could be charge it, right? It probably it, it not could be it to me. My, my answer would be charge it. But in this race, I think he's better prepared. Uh, and that's not a knock on a trainer or anything. It's just, he got started much sooner and got to the races much sooner. Yep. Um, to, to kind of piggyback off this question or off the last question with Modonagle, let's go to this one from Chris. Uh, he asked, you know, if you had to key one or two horses for the third, and that's, and that's going to be a very important thing here because, you know, you and I both talked that we, we, we have a good feeling of those top horses, but underneath yep. is where it kind of gets a little tricky. So if you had a key, just one or two horses in the third and fourth spots, who would they be? He's keying simplification and Modonagal in his third and fourth spots. And this is how you can make money in the, in the Kentucky Derby. You know, you can put a horse on top if it's Taba, if it's Epicenter, if it's Messier, if it's what, you know, why whoever you can keep, if you feel so good about that, but then going underneath. So who are a couple of key horses that you think, you know, we talked about Mo Donegal. Who's a few others maybe that you're interested in um, as we stand here today, depending, you know, obviously uh, post position pending uh, for those third and fourth spots. I think it's a great question. I think it's an important question. And again, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the these four horses that I'm considering to win. Okay. So so exclude Messier Zan and Taba and Epicenter from this conversation. So those third and fourth horses, uh we have one in common, Mo Donegal. Uh I agree with that take. Uh I don't hate that thought on simplification. I don't think he's quite good enough, but I also don't think he's he's a bad horse or anything like that either. So I get it. Um, my other one might surprise people. Zozos is my other horse. I've rewatched him a lot. Uh, I think he, he's better than a lot of people think. I don't think anybody's really going to bet him. Um, you look at his last race, he was second to a horse. That's going to be the favorite. He got a 98 buyer. He got passed like he was standing still. But he re-rallied on him. He was closing the gap at the end, and he was and he put Pioneer of Medina away, mm-hmm. and, and it was two links clear of him. Everybody is like, "Oh, Messier! Oh, Messier! He's he's great. He's going to come back and run well here." Messier earned a ninety-nine in a loss to Taba. Zozo's earned a ninety-eight. They had the same running style. One's going to be like eight to one, and one's going to be like twenty-five or thirty to one. So I think Zozo's makes sense in that third or fourth spot. I don't think he's good enough to win it. I think he's good enough to hang around. And, and the way he finished in the Louisiana Derby makes me think the distance is not going to be a problem for Zozos. That's an inter- interesting one because I have been seeing a few people kind of complain about, not complain, but it's like everyone's talking about, you know, uh, with Brad Cox anyways, with, you know, last week we saw Toddy Port um, basically secure his ticket into the into the race and you know and then Cyberknife, of course um and no one's really talking about zozos right mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's an interesting one and that's one for sure where you're like like that was kind of there i just kind of like you said just kind of glossed over it um i don't, I don't hate that pick at all especially when you, can, you consider the odds i don't think he can win 
but I do think if he, I, depending on, it's like one of those things, like if he does get to the lead, if it's not Messier and it's Zozos, then great, you know? And if it's, if he does sit off of a little bit, well, he's shown in the first two starts that he can, I just think he's going to be up against it in terms of, you know, again, it's funny. We talk all about Taba. Well, Zozos is only making his fourth start in the Kentucky Derby. So we're starting to see, and I saw John White did his article this week on, on express bet. He talked about how the, the need for these fields, like for all this, like, Oh, I need a horse. that has got all this experience and I need this horse. that has got all these races under, under his belt. Well, that's becoming less and less important. And, mm-hmm. and you, we've been saying this for, I feel like we've been, you know, beating the drum on this for, for a while now but the stats are there. Like the, the number, like the average number of races, you know, for a Derby winner are becoming fewer and fewer and fewer before the Kentucky Derby. Zozos only has three charge. It only has three Taba only has two, you know, like it's becoming less and less important. Like what's it matter? You know, if, if they've got the talent and, and with speed and those, and by the way, those are horses that possess a lot of speed. So when you get a horse that's got speed and gets in good placement in the Derby, it doesn't, they don't give a shit if they've ran twice or if they've ran 10 times. So I think that's a very important factor that even though Zozos is lightly seasoned, um, I don't know that uh, it's all that bad. I'll give you another one that I've been, and I can't believe I'm there. And you're going to, you might, you make sure you have some padding around you because you might fall over okay. when, I make, when I bring up this horse. Okay. How about... How about Morello? Listen, I get it. He was absolutely awful in the Wood Memorial. But close your eyes for a second and just like, would it be that shocking to see him make a run? I don't think he's going to win by any means, but in those third and fourth spots, because we don't know anything about it. We like, he's the one horse after, you know, because you learn so much about these horses in these final preps, I feel like we learned nothing about Morello in the final prep. Absolutely nothing. He missed the break. He was awful. Sure, you would like to have seen him run well, like at least make an effort to like finish that race because he just was shitty the whole time, really. So I get that. But if say he gets a good post, if he if he's sitting there like third, fourth, fifth in this race, like he's gonna be a massive price. And I think he could hit third or fourth and it 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 uh it uh, helped pay out the exotics. I'm not sure I'm there yet with them, but as I was doing, because I did the Morello video, I was like, you know, that's one. He did it. He earned a 96 buyer for that Gotham. And I get, I was, I'm one of his biggest haters. I just think the unknown of this horse will be enticing enough to maybe include on your underneath tickets. Uh, I can't see it. I, I, I think have we have we have we switched roles yes i know it's like i i I, this is a different different you and i right here i just i i don't want to bet that horse off of how he did in that race and it's not the performance so much but damn if he has gate troubles again it's going to be more of the same and the other thing is he did have all the excuses in the world but him and mo donegal were side by side and one horse ran up and won the race and one horse did nothing you know that was the other thing that was kind of disheartening. And I know it's not Morello's normal style, but boy, wouldn't you have liked to see him run up and maybe get third or fourth? Oh, I agree. Yeah. I just think, and I, and I, and I'm, I can see the chat, like I'm getting hated on here with that, that comment. And I think yeah. my, the, my biggest thing here is I don't, 
I, he very well could be shitty, and I think that's very possible. But I, I, my key is, it's like, I don't think we have, have any idea what he is. Yeah. And it's Steve Asmussen, if they decide to run here, you know, it wouldn't, like, we just don't know. And if there's enough, if the unknown factor, now if he's bet, but if it's if he's sitting there like 30, 40 to one, and it's Steve Asmussen, we still don't know what he is. I might use him in my third and fourth spots just because the of the unknown factor. I'll just put it that way. But he yeah. very well could be very shitty. Um, I'm with you. I would have liked to see when I watched that race back. I was like, you know, you should at least a good horse is at least going to try. Yeah. Um, all right. Another one from Dennis or another another comment. This one's from Dennis. Uh, seriously, why Zandon? I really think he is going to be the most overbet horse in this Derby field. So Zandon, Zandon's a horse that's, you know, the, the closer we get, you hear more and more about like, is Zandon going to be like second choice? You know, like it just seems like the, 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 I don't know, like the words out, like Zandon, um, that, that bluegrass seems like it keeps getting better and better in terms of, people think of it so right now it seems like zandon could be the second choice behind epicenter so do you think he's overbet or will be overbet yes i think zandon will definitely be the most overbet horse in the derby i agree with that statement now i also think he has a chance there you go yeah so there's a difference based off value and yeah like you're not saying he's he can't win you're just saying Based off of what he's done, his odds will be way too low uh, to deserve, uh, you know, for a win bet. End of the day, when it really comes down to it, and you're looking at all these horses, and the odds are out, and you finally got the post positions, and you know where all the jockeys fell, and all this shit, he's probably the most likely candidate to go, you know, I think he can win, but I just can't play him at X, you know? And so you don't put him on top. Maybe you try to put him in the third spot. Uh, I loved his athleticism. I love his jockey. I, I just feel like he's a closer that can get in position um, and have a shot to run him down. Um, I, I think he's a he's a player in this thing for sure, but I don't disagree. I think he's going to take a lot of money. And, and he really probably should be about mm, 12 to 1 in this field. And I'm afraid he's going to be like 6 to 1. And that's the only downside for him. And, you know, his running style isn't perfect for it. That's the other thing. Um, you know, I know he's got a great jockey, but it's still, he's going to be seeing 16, 17 horses ahead of him. And that's always scary in a race like this. Yeah. He's definitely the one that you, you know, you go back and you watch that Rimson and he was closer, but of course that was a smaller field. Um, but in the risen star, you know, he's way out of, you know, and that's another thing I, I as we watch this horse closely, it's like, he breaks really poorly. You know, he's not a good breaking horse. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he just, he, he takes a while to get into stride and get yep. into rhythm. As I started to watch him more, because I also did the Zandon video, like I mentioned. So I really focused on him. And yes, he is very, very impressive in that turn. That's where he's super impressive to me in that yep. far turn where he makes the move. So I think he's a big time player, but I also could see him being a big time candidate to have like, oh, like look how loaded Zandon was, but he had all these issues. Now, Pratt being aboard, let's go back to Country House. Of course, he didn't win it. He did win it, whatever. But we all thought, we all, I think we all had the same thoughts with Country House. It's like, oh, wow, he's got him closer today. That was interesting. And then he, he, he used that same kick that we've been seeing from Country House, that late kick that he was like, well, you're way too far back. Well, he 
he was closer. So he was right there in the turn when they were turning for home, he was right there. Well, if he can get Zanon in a good position, like he, he I, that's the thing about Zanon. He's, I think he's got to be used in the, your one and two spots, but he also could, could finish like 10. He, him and Mo Donegal are, are the, are the quintessential candidates Saturday night when we're watching this race for the 30th time and we're live with you guys, everybody's going to be like, ah, I can't believe they didn't get through, you know, like he had it, he was flying, you know, and it gets stopped or something. So I really hope it doesn't happen to either one of them. I like both of these horses, but yeah, it's, it definitely, he does feel like that type. You're right. Uh, Let's see here. How about some crown pride talk? Uh, you know, this is a Japanese horse. The Jap- Japanese seem to win everything uh, here lately, especially on the international side. But can Japan International finally break through and win the Kentucky Derby? He's not for me, but I completely understand why people are going to play this horse. He's going to, if he wins, I'm going to lose. Um, I, I might we put him underneath. I might put him underneath. I, I just can't get there. I just can't get there. But listen, Japan has done very, very well. But the deal is, you know, you watch that race, the UAE Derby, and it's just like, I, I'm not impressed with this horse, really, you know? And the UAE Derby winner just doesn't run well, usually over here. I mean, not usually, always. So mm-hmm. I, I can't get I can't get with him, but I get why people are going to play him. He definitely has that style that you would like to see, right? Yeah in terms of a horse like uh, he's very interesting i think um but i i just until it's almost like i think we're at the point now where it's like until you see it i can't do it you know like it's all how we keep seeing you know it seems like it's happening a little bit more recently where it's like oh that horse is interesting here Uh, that international horse or whatever you know and and again mendelson had a terrible terrible race um you know when but i just you, you can't who was it who was that one the uh who was that horse that went on to win like dubai world cup like twice oh uh, uh thunder snow the one that bucked yeah like yeah a, the one that just like yeah. freaked out and hated the track but then it's like well he clearly was a very good horse i mean it just that day wasn't his day yeah yeah. So it's a it's a tough thing to ask for these horses to come over here and win, but you know Japan's been doing they're getting better and better. It seems like it seems like we're in like the next ten years or so. You yeah. can see Japan winning a Derby. Listen, if it was Japan's best three year old coming over here, I'd take it more serious. I don't really think that's what Crown Pride is. I really don't. And again, the UAE Derby winner may win this one day, but until they do, it's just I'm going to let them beat me and. I just, that's what I'll do here. And if he wins, well, what are you going to do? You know, I, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I never have, and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, like I say, like you're going to have to, I'm going to have to see, see it before I believe it. Yeah. Put it that yeah. way. Um, Kevin wants to know if Pioneer Medina uh, gets in, do you think he can get up for fourth? Lays close to the front and stronger races. Uh, you know, again, not, I, I also, reviewed him uh, on the the youtube videos that will be coming out here very soon and you know he's obviously not in he's number 21 right now so he needs a defection in order to get in and i kind of agree that i 
you know, you, you kind of mentioned Zozos. Well, he he kind of has that same like. Well, he got he he ran a pretty good race to, to epicenter, uh, in in the in the in the Louisiana Derby. I definitely don't think he's good enough. Uh, he could finish fourth. I don't necessarily think that. You know, the one big thing I took of that was you would have liked to have seen them out finish Zozos in that race. That was my biggest like negative on Pioneer Medina. I think yeah. he's I think he's solid. Like I think he's like a solid horse that could win like a minor stakes at some point. I don't necessarily think he's a bad horse. He he's probably gonna sit a pretty good position because he does like to be forwardly placed and he should have no issue with going long. He went, ran a mile three sixteenths in the Louisiana Derby. He's a third, probably fourth at best for me. Problem is he has no punch. Every oh, race he runs, he turns the corner and like, he's got a real shot. He's, he has put himself in a great position. And then he just runs in place. He just runs in place in the stretch. If he had the punch, he could win. But no, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, now, can he get fourth? Well, if he gets good position and, and you know a couple of those speed horses fade back and nobody from the back really gets through, yes, he can. I would rather play him in fourth uh, you know, than some of the other ones that have been talked about. I don't hate him. I think Jared's right. I think if he, you're going to talk about winning, it's probably going to be like an Iowa Derby, an Indiana Derby, something like that with that horse. I think he's useful. But, I mean, the question is, can he get fourth? Yeah. Is it likely? I, I think he's more likely – to get mm-hmm. eighth, just kind of run in place the whole time. But he's not terrible. I, I, it's not the worst play, I don't think, to put him in there. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking like half the field, I think he's in the top half. Yeah, I agree. He runs. Um, I just agree. I, he's going to be. He's going to be yeah. placed well enough. He should be, anyways, when this race starts to where. Yeah. And he's and he possesses enough speed and he possesses just enough like stamina to where he should just kind of run in place and. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't think he's going to make any any move on these leaders um, in front of whoever's in front of him, but I also don't think he's going to completely just stop. Yep. Uh, so he will keep running. Yes. That's one thing. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about real quick. I think it's probably our last one. I'd love, like we have a ton of comments, so it's hard to last one. No, we well, got to keep going. Okay. Well, you know, you tell me we're, we're 40 minutes in here. We still have rapid fire to do. So nobody you know, cares about that rapid fire. Well, shit. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we will see the views go down as soon as we go. On. Okay. <laughs> How about this one? Okay. What's the, what's the possibility that Tabid takes another step forward and crushes the field? And we had a few, a bunch of Tabid questions on here, comments. Um, you know, best Baff- or best trainer in the country, Bob Baffert slash Yachtin, <laughs> win the Derby, Taba or Messier. So maybe let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about Taba, but also his stable mate in Messier and what you're kind of, how you're viewing them in this race. The answer to this question is I don't, I don't think that's impossible. It's the second time routing. You know, usually that, that they, they run better the second time routing. Third start. Third start is usually the, the best start. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just usually not in the fucking Kentucky Derby. But yeah, I, I don't think, Elliot, I don't think what you're saying is impossible. I think he could do it. Yeah. I think he might, maybe he wins by three. I don't think that's impossible. Which is why he is so dangerous and why you've got to use him. I think um, in everything on the top end, because honestly, I don't think it's that close. I I keep saying it and I, I stand by it. I don't think it's super close in terms of him being 
the most talented horse in the race. I think Epicenter's probably two, and I think I think Taba is like the 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 <laughs> the super version of Epicenter. But I but what Epicenter has on him is has all the experience, has all the class, has proven to kind of take adversity, all these things that you want to see with the Derby winner. So there's where it kind of starts to, you know, I will say as we get closer to the race, Taba is my pick, but as we get closer to the race, Epicenter's growing. He's getting closer. That gap is shortening for me just based off of, I mean, can't, I mean, can't, okay, it's one thing to just, what he did is insane to win the Derby, uh, the Santa Anita Derby on, on a, just a second start. Are we really going to see him now win, make his third start and win the Kentucky Derby? Like we thought we saw a super horse and justify, but my goodness at that. So it's just, there's a lot up against him, but from a talent perspective, I just frankly don't think it's close in terms of what Taba is. I mean, yeah, it's, the potential is there for him to really be a monster, you know, and is it too much too quick? That's the question. You think about it, say he does progress and he wins by three. I think it's possible. Say he runs awful, you know, say it just, it was too much for him. He couldn't handle it. Could Epicenter win by three? I think so. Like, I think we could see a blowout in the Derby. I think it's possible. Um, now, obviously, if they both fire their best shots, it could get close. Uh, if Epicenter struggles, it's going to get close. But, yeah, I mean, to me, those two are just, quite frankly, they're just better than the rest of the field as far as a talent uh, situation goes. So I, I agree. And, I, you know, um, I see Kevin B says, if Taba is, isn't the second choice in this race, I'll take my latest paycheck and put it on him. Listen, Kevin, if we get anywhere north of 5-1, to one, I'm right there with you. I will be playing the shit out of this horse. If he's like six, seven, eight to one, five to one, even I'll be pounding them because I'm telling like, yeah, you're going to get five to one on the best horse in the race. I get there's a lot of question marks, but anytime you can get five to one or, or more on a, on a, on the best talent in the race, I don't know how that's a bad thing. I think you both are going to be betting a lot of money because I think he's going to be. It's crazy. That's crazy to me. I, yeah. I get that you have, you know, people don't like, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's got a lot to prove and he's, um, you know, we don't know how he's going to do in, tra you know, traffic. And again, if he draws a bad post that, you know, that, you know, I'm hoping like, I think we said last week, like, can we get Taba or Epicenter to draw one or just to, just to make, <laughs> I can sleep at night because that's a concern. And, and let me say this. I also mentioned, or I mentioned that, uh, that epicenter continues to grow messier. And I know you don't, cause I think, you know, you're, you're still mad about him losing the Santina Derby, but messier, I think he's going to have his best race in the, in the uh, Kentucky Derby as well. And so I think he's dangerous. He keeps growing on me. If he gets out there to the lead, we, we could, we could, I don't, I don't think it'd be that hard to be like, he just went gate to wire. None of them could do it I, because listen, he was like, we kind of said the same things about him in the low South charity where it's like, you know, like he should have won that race. And, you know, he fell big time in our fantasy league draft, which we had a week later. Um, you ended up picking him up. I think it was the second round. And then he goes to Robert B. Lewis and wins by 15. All of a sudden he's the number one horse and yep. he's, he's everyone's number one horse. Well, then he runs a good race in the Stancy Derby gets beat by a freak performance or a free course. We'll find out. 
who's to say like you, we don't overreact a little bit too much similar to what we did in the Robert B. Lewis or in the Los Alpha charity. And he comes back and you're like, Oh, there's that Robert B. Lewis performance. He just went gate to wire and I got 10 to one on him. I question Messier's heart. The more I look at it, it's like, yeah, does he really, when he gets headed, cause he's, he's just kind of stopped both times he's got headed. Right. And I just question that. So yeah, I think the strategy with him is very simple. Go. Get out of the gate. Do not have any horse ahead of you at any point, you know, unless they pass you in the stretch. That who's, that's what you have to do. Who's going to be higher odds, Messier or Teva? Messier should certainly be higher odds. I I don't know in what world he would why he wouldn't be unless Teva just gets a, a horrific draw. I, I guess people would say, well, maybe it's because like it's like, well, Messier still ran a really good race. Teva freaked, but he's got all these factors against him uh messier still i don't i would be shocked too to be honest like taba to me taba could be the favorite of the kentucky derby but you know he won't be i know but he should be lower priced than messier and this is kevin kevin right here if he would have lost by a head if he would have lost by a nose but it was just well he's he's past me <laughs> you know there was no kind of fight back whatsoever once he got past that that was it and i just can't I just can't get over that either. That's I, it's kind of like it's kind of like I'll tell you what it's like. It, it's like a manual in in uh, yeah. the, the fountain of youth. Yeah. Everybody made all those excuses for him. He's too wide. His blah 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 trips. All this, it, but he got beat by O Captain, and he just quit. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Well, he was really no a good horse does not quit like that." And in the bluegrass, he got headed and he quit. Quit again, exactly. And he almost got past for to get fourth. Because that's what he's, I mean, that's at least on the dirt. Maybe he improves on the turf. We'll see. But he quits. And I will say, I don't agree that he should have beaten Taba. I agree that he should have, like, it should have been closer to the wire. Like, it should have been battling back and forth. But Taba is a better horse. Okay, that's fair. But still, you turn for home with a multiple length lead on a horse that has one start. You cannot lose by two and a quarter. You can't. I agree. Maybe he loses by head and you're like, man, great effort from both. But for me, the more I watch, I was like, great effort from Taba. Messier was just kind of, I don't know, not great. Paul says Taba's super talented, but he's going from a six horse field to the Derby. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Like it's becoming less and less important. Um, matter. You're going to feel really stupid. And again, if he, if he has a poor post position and he misses the break or he gets nailed and there's like a thousand things that can happen. It's a Kentucky Derby. I get that. But if you're sitting there watching the race, whether it be live uh, there with us or if you're watching on TV, and they enter the first turn, so they go past you the first time, and of course it's an amazing feeling when they come by you the first time, and we're watching Taba, and he's second, he's third in a little nice position, you're going to say, are you really going to sit there and say, well, he's got to handle now a 20 horse? No, he doesn't, because no, now he, doesn't. he has to handle two horses. So that's the that's that's my biggest problem with that argument for people. Now, again, you don't you never know what could happen in that first stretch run uh, for for Taba or any of these horses for that matter. But Taba is the fastest horse in the race. Now, will he use that speed? You know, early on, we saw him do it in his debut. We didn't see him do it in in this in the Stampede Derby. But he is the fastest. Like, look, every all the speed figures, you know, his thorough graph. He was the fastest horse that, of any of the preps. 
he's going to he, he's got the speed to get in a position now what that means after but i do think i i find it hard to believe and again unless he draws like a, a terrible post position i do find it harder to believe that he's going to be like in a like where you're going to have to even worry that the large field is a concern if he draws poor and he breaks poor, then all of a sudden it's a huge concern. But guess who else it's a huge concern? Every other horse in the race, right? <laughs> it's like you said, if he breaks well and he, he has a decent post, he's not even going to know there's 20 horses out there because 15 of them are going to be behind him. You know, it's, it's all just about the break, whether you've started twice or whether you've started 10 times. Yep. That's the yeah. problem. And here's the deal. Okay. When I watched it live, I thought yeah. the same thing. I thought Messier did the dirty work here, man. And, and he just, no, you watch it again. No, he didn't. At the half mile pole, he was a length off a, 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 a loose leader who ran a half in 46 and seven, 46.7. And Messier was a length off that speed. He, he was, there was no dirty work in the race. If, if he got Forbidden Kingdom's trip, maybe, but. He didn't he didn't do anything out of the ordinary to be softened up. He just kind of got beat. There's really no excuse for Messier in that race. I mean, if you want to say, well, Johnny V didn't try, I I guess you could if you want to make that. I don't subscribe to that, but I'll give you that. But he did no dirty work in that race. None. Honestly, uh got the perfect trip. I mean, he was right there. My biggest issue or concern, uh with Taba is and, and maybe it's just thinking way too much into it. Of course, it's a, it's been such a weird year, right? With Baffert and, and not, it's not Baffert, it's Yakteen and whatever, but like why you keep hearing these stories that it was Zaydan that wanted to run here, not the connections or not, you know, Baffert mm -hmm. slash, you know, the uh, Yaffert, it wasn't Yaffert. So it's like, why he just won the Santina Derby dominated the Santini Derby, frankly, and you didn't want to run him there. In fact, the word is that he was going to run in the Lexington, mm -hmm. and which is even weirder. That's weirder than not running. That's that's weirder than, like, pointing the Preakness. So, like, but that honestly, that's the thing that keeps, like, it's in the back of my head constantly where it's like, why, if this horse, like, why didn't you want to run him here? Mm -hmm. And what's that mean? And maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe, like, but I think it, what it makes you think of is that they didn't think he was ready, didn't think he was good enough, and he and he and he one proved them all wrong, or two, and here's the big one. This is the this is the one A to what I'm saying. Messier, we over we over we overstocked him. We put too much value in what Messier was, and so when he beat him, you assume that he's a super free course when really Messier is not as good as we thought, and that makes this look better. So those are my like back of my mind concerns. I don't know how true they are, but I think those are the biggest fears of betting Tabo. And I think a lot of people, I agree, and I think a lot of people are going to think this, who won the Derby looking like Messi in his last start last year, you know, EQ. Listen, he does remind me a little bit of Medina Spirit as far as we're going to get to the lead and we're just going to go. And I definitely think Messi is going to have every opportunity to win. I think he's going to turn for home, and I think Messier is the one that's got the lead. Let's see I if do. he can. Let's see if he can hold him off. He couldn't at Santa Anita. Maybe he can this time, and that's why I still have him up there. And I still, it's like, okay, if you draw well, 
uh, he's one of the ones we're going to use on top because I think he he is most likely to set the pace. And you know, and, and not to not to get into it, but it's like they knew that Medina Spirit probably wasn't the, a good enough horse to win the race. But the only chance that horse would have would be to get him to the lead, and maybe he can wire the field. Well, yep. I think they know that Messier surely is not the best horse. He's certainly not better than a stable mate. What's his best chance of winning? Getting him to the lead. So I agree with you. I think by all accounts, whereas Taba, you can say, well, I don't know. Like maybe he ends up on the lead. I doubt it. Messier feels like they're going to, that's your chance, right? Yep. I just feel like to me, you're riding hard, you know? And if it, and so people have been talking about early voting, if he's in or out, early voting lost his jockey today. He's out in my opinion. So there's another speed horse that just got pulled out. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's really looking like it's going to set up for speed horses or stalkers, meaning speed horses, meaning on the lead or stalkers, meaning, you know, no more than three links behind. This pace just doesn't seem like it's going to materialize. And if early voting's out, all of a sudden you got Messier and Zozo's and then Epicenter and Taba behind them. And maybe Wida Barrio's kind of in the mix a little bit, but it's not going to be that fast. Maybe simplification goes, maybe he's back. You, you never know about him, but he's not a burner, right? Like simplification's not going to go out there and run a 45 half. So if, if early voting's out, it's just one more, you know, hurdle that Messier kind of clears. Do you think early voting, you know, that a few comments um, about, you know, what happened to early voting? What do you, you know, what do you, nothing's happened to early voting. No, they're, it's just, not they're, they're just contemplating running them in the Preakness uh, instead of here. So it, right now it's not confirmed. No, I mean, no. it's that he's still on the fence. Um, he is in, right. He has the points to get in early voting does for a second place effort there. Um, but what, okay. So if he's in, what, what does anything change with you in terms of this pace situation and Messier and early voting? Like, is he got, the, yeah. is all of a sudden, is, does he turn into like, could he get, go gate the wire? I don't think he can go gate to wire early voting. No, but I do think he plays a big part in this race. I do. Because if he's in there and Zozo's and Messier, it's just another horse that could go out there and kind of speed that thing up and burn and burn out those speed horses a little bit, you know? Um, but I, I just feel like he's not going to run. They lost Jose Ortiz. He's going to another horse. And it just kind of feels like, you know, even before that, they're like, yeah, we may just go to the Preakness. To me, it makes the most sense for early voting to go to the Preakness. I don't think he can win in Kentucky, but if somehow they get to the Preakness and he falls on kind of a paceless race and we get a pretty weak field, which we've been getting in the Preakness, he could pull the upset, kind of like a cloud computing a little bit did when they tried that. I was going to say, so, yeah, that worked so, well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, simplification for Jose Ortiz, by the way. I didn't say that, but yeah, simplification is who he's on now. So... I think that's a sign early voting's not going to run. And let's not forget, he's got Zandon. And yep. he's got his contender. Maybe he says, yeah, maybe we'll just, this one will go, we'll focus on this one in the Preakness. This will be my derby horse. I think that, I, I would, I don't think that would be absolutely shocking to see that at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin B says, if he sees 24 and 48 pop up on the screen, he'll turn off his TV. Let's, I'm, somebody will go, right? But, that somebody might be Messier. And if he goes 46.5 for the half and he's three clear, 
he's got a shot. He's got a yep. big shot. So that this first, you know, the first half, the first, you know, mile of this race, not even the first mile, first half a mile of this race is going to be so interesting mm-hmm. of where these horses go, where they get positioned. And that most importantly, the, the, the front half, where are these horses at? Where's Taba at? Where's, uh where's messier where if, if early voting's in where's he at you know where are these horses positioned because it just seems like we don't you know we don't you know epicenter and Taba, like we said been saying all along like they seem to be very clearly uh, above everyone else in terms of talent and it's like these horses don't possess a ton of ability and ter- i don't, don't want to say it like that but Let's say they can they overcome a bad trip. Most of these horses in this field probably not. I don't think they can. So that it's going to be so interesting to see where these horses end up um, early in this race. So, dude, it's I I mean, guys, I don't know about you, but like the more we go, the more excited I get. These comments, man, it's like it's going to be a fun derby. Yeah, it is. This is a great time of year. You know, everybody's got opinions before. And uh, then, then the horses have the facts, and, and we find out the facts <laughs> on the first Saturday of May. So, uh, but this is a great—that's a great thing about it. Uh, everybody's so excited, and, and gosh, we're still a couple of weeks away here, you know. But it, it feels like the excitement is really building this year. There you go. Who will have the facts in the first Saturday of May? We will find out in two weeks, and just a little bit over two weeks. Of course, racingnews.com has all your coverage. For the Kentucky Derby, go to YouTube slash Racing Dudes to get more content on the contenders. Can't wait, guys. <laughs> Time for Rapid Fire presented by the Inside Track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby. Get the all-inclusive wager guide to the 2022 Kentucky Derby. On May 7th, the Churchill Downs features in-depth analysis of all stakes on the stakes races on the card, including, of course, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. That's not all. Get bonus race-by-race analysis and betting suggestions for the entire Kentucky Derby card, plus bonus analysis for Friday's Kentucky Oaks. What more? This inside track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby wagering guide also features exclusive bankroll wagering article from yours truly and Mr. Aaron Halterman. Only available in this guide. Just find out exactly how we're going to play this. We'll be there live. We'll be betting these with you. So find out what tickets we're playing. Only available in this guide. We're also going to feature horse capsules for each of the 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby and top four consensus picks for all the stakes races Friday, Oaks Day, and Saturday, Derby Day for all the expert handicappers at racingjuice.com. Pre-order is now available. Full guide will be available the week of the Kentucky Derby. And speaking of the Kentucky Oaks, how about last year's Oaks winner? Malathot makes her return Friday at Keeneland. This is race nine, the grade three bear, double dog dare stakes. And she is opening up at four to five morning line. Let's be honest. She's gonna she's gonna be a very, very heavy favorite here. Making her first start since the Breeders' Cup Distaff third place effort. She was not the favorite that day, but she, you know, she ran a solid race. She ran third and was only beaten half a length. Remember, this is the Oaks winner. She went on to win the Alabama. Then she got third in that uh distaff. Of course, she lost CCA Oaks to Maracuja, who we'll talk about later in another race in the Apple Blossom. So Malathot makes her return. Seems like she's gonna be awful tough, tough to be here. Yeah, I think this is a really good spot for her to start. Uh, you know, it's first time out, like I said, of the year. Let's get her a little bit easier of a race. You just kind of look at this. Uh, sometimes horses like this is like, yeah, I think we can kind of maybe try to beat this horse. I don't see who you're gonna do it with here. Bonnie South is just one I've never loved, and she comes from way out of it. And I think Malathot can hold her off. Crazy beautiful. Uh, it's just a horse that Malathot has proven to be better than a few times. And the other horses in the race just aren't great. So 
yeah, I'm going to go Malathon. I think she's a very likely winner on Friday. Yeah, the only thing, you know, this is uh, go, go, go to mile 16th, which Mal thought, you know, is one for one at, you know, and this is a, a Phillies and Mares four year olds and up, which she only did once, which was, she started that, you know, that was her first time doing it in the Breeders' Cup, right? And and I I can't say that was the reason she got beat, but maybe that was a factor. She got bumped around a little bit down the stretch and, you know, she didn't quite finish like she had, but she's now kind of going to the next step here where she's starting to brace these older horses and, that would be a, maybe a, a way to try to beat her, but problem is, is who you're going to use? And I guess Bonnie South is the only logical horse, but I mean, she's proven where she, you know, she doesn't beat older horses either. So yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily see Bonnie South beating her. I think she's Malathot's going to be able to sit a really nice trip because I think there is some speed to her inside or to her outside. Um, so Malathot should be able to sit a nice stocking pace. Do you think Mouth is Malathot like a legit? I mean, we're going to talk. I feel like we're going to talk a lot about Curlins mm-hmm. and these Curlin horses continue to. Um, to get better, and are, are, are you gonna? Are you gonna think Malathot's like? Is she like your top choice? I know it's way early, but can she kind of win the distaff this year? You think is she yeah. kind of the, the top distaff horse? I know we're gonna find out in the Apple Blossom too, but is she gonna throw her name in there? You know, all year last year they kind of campaigned her, and they were kind of saying, you know, this is for, this is a long term deal with her. We think she's gonna get better with age. Yeah. So yes. Uh, because of that, they uh, Todd Fletcher knows a horse better than I do as far as, hey, how do they project as a four-year-old when they're three? Uh, so, yes, I do. Uh, I thought she was good. Um, not, like, spectacular last year, but just really, really good, I guess I should say. I think now we could maybe see that move, you know. But uh, we're, we're going to find out because she's going to go up and get some heavy hitters this year. But, yeah, I mean, you look at her, her races. They've been very, very good. I think she's ready to step up and become, you know, one a, a great horse. And hopefully, you know, like I said, she kind of starts it off with this race at Keeneland tomorrow. Yeah, we're both on number one, Malathot. Let's move to Saturday. Let's stay at Keeneland, Saturday, April 23rd. It been, the race eight, the Ben Ali Stakes, grade three, 300K, four-year-olds and up going one and one-eighth miles. Uh, you know, we have, it's kind of funny. You have these these races, you know, Keeneland has their version, and then we'll go to Oakland for the handicap. Uh, and they're, you know, they're older female uh, divisions as well. So you got the kind of the older male side here uh, at Keeneland and Proxy and Warrant. Those are your kind of your two logical horses here. Warrant with Pratt back aboard for Brad Cox, your two to one morning line favorite. I don't know about you, but Warrant seems like he might be tough to beat. I think he's gone in this race. I, th- I think he's getting ready to run a huge race here. Uh, this is another one. I think this horse is a major standout. Uh, you know, I know Proxy ran pretty well last time out. Just couldn't catch kind of that Olympiad horse down at New Orleans. By the way, Olympiad, Speaker's Corner, two very good horses for Bill Mott that you want to pay attention to all year long, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think Warrant, man, he gave Express Train everything he wanted in Ex- on Express Train's home track there at Sanity the Handicap. Express Train had been running very well and uh, was able to beat him, but man, Warrant gave him a battle. Uh, you look at the race two back, he got beat by Mandaloon and Midnight Bourbon. Uh, rest in peace, Midnight Bourbon, by the way. But, you know, those two horses are darn good. And uh, Warrant, just first out of the year, just up against it. I think this horse is ready to, to win in this spot. I think he's going to fire a pretty big race. I like Warrant a lot. You got to love that Brad was able to get Pratt back aboard. You know, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a nice sign there. And yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's like you warrant look the part I thought the Santini handicap and he seems like a horse that 
you know, that Brad could maybe get to develop and really become a major player um, as a year kind of goes on because he definitely, you know, for that being his first um, kind of big attempt there, you know, that, that the uh, the big cap and, and to run as well as he did, like you said, against his press train, who had everything his own way and that's his track. Yeah, I think that's a big sign. Um, which, if you're not, is, is, is Dynamic 1, is he the, like, who's in here that's, you know, Dynamic 1 obviously shows some sort of, as you know, there was a one point, right? Um, proxy, like, are any of these horses legit? Uh, you think possibly legit in terms of like long term plays? Yeah, you know, we talked about Proxy, and he certainly has has run pretty good, two pretty good races in a row this year. So I, I, I he's kind of the next logical one. Uh, the horse for Shook McGee, Scalding, the seven horse, he's won three in a row. You know, he beat Dynamic One uh, last time out at, at Tampa. I don't think he's great, but I think he's like a serviceable type that you'll see in uh, races similar to this. You want to keep an eye out. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't see much else past that. This is not a great field, right? Um, it leaves a little bit to be desired in my opinion. And I think that's, that's what's making Warren even more of a standout. I agree. We're both at number five Warren. Let's go to the next race on Saturday at Keelan race nine, the Elkhorn stakes, grade two, 350 K. Four-year-olds and up going one and one half miles on the turf. So we got some turf racing uh, here. Field of nine shows up here, and you got another two to one. <laughs> no, I, I have a feeling we both are going to be trying to beat this horse. Two to one favorite, number five, another five horse, Channel Maker. Bill, we talked about Bill Mott, Bill Mott, Luis Saez. So I, I'll just start with this: Who are you going to try to beat Channel Maker with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to pick Channel Maker to win this race. I went with the number one, uh, Bima's boy. I, I think this horse makes a ton of sense. You know, last year, one at a mile and a half in the Pan America, uh, Pan American, and then long layoff, returned at fairgrounds, got second twice in shorter turf allowance races, now gets back to the mile and a half. Feel like they've kind of been prepping this horse for this spot. Uh, Rispoli jumps aboard. I think that's a great sign. And if you've been paying attention to Keeneland, Mike Maker is starting to get hot the last couple of days. He's had some winners. Uh, after a really slow first two weeks, he's gotten hot this week. Uh, you know, we always talk about Mike Maker horses in these long distance surf races. He does very well. I think he's got the rail horse ready here. Number one, Bimma's boy for me. I hope this horse kind of just stalks and pounces. Man, there you go. We're on three straight same horses. <laughs> I, I, I've got the one here as well. I yeah. Everything you said, I mean, I think we're going to see... Uh, you know, really his best effort that we've seen in, in quite some time. You know, I think those last two were, he ran too good to lose. And now you're stretching out longer, like you said, going a mile and a half where he's got three starts at that distance, two wins and a second. He's one for one at Keeneland uh, and you're getting five to one. And I'm, I, and I'm hoping that you maybe get somewhere in that ballpark just due to the fact of, of the horse not having a win yet this year. But, you know, this is an interesting one because it's like you hadn't seen this horse for so long, right? Mm -hmm. He's, you know, from March uh, of 2020 all the way to February of 2022, we didn't see this horse. So the horse comes back and nearly wins, comes back again, improves, still loses, but two just brutal losses. Kind of maybe feels like it's finally time for him to break through here. So I'm with you. I like number one, Bim's boy. And let's, let's hope we get five to one, dude. That'd be, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we might. There's some other horses that are interesting in here too. So, I think it's possible we can get five to one. 
All right, what do you say? Let's go to Oaklawn Park. This is uh, the racing. I saved this one for last because the racing here is going to be awesome on Saturday. Oaklawn Park, race five, kicks the stake section off with the uh, grade one Apple Blossom Handicap. With a million dollars, Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, going one at 116th miles. Field of five shows up. I don't care. You're hard-pressed to find a better field of five uh, in here, especially four of the five. Dude, Maracuja, Latruska, Clarier, Miss Imperial, and Cece. That's the field. I don't think you need any more. That's the field, and that's why this race is such a big race. It, it continues to, like, bring good horses, and they have good years with after this. So, Latruska, 7-5 to five favorite. And obviously, she faltered big time in the Breeders' Cup, but she came back to kick off her year and looked really, really impressive. I think it's even better this time. I do. I think that she's on a, on a loose on the lead uh, type of situation here. I just don't see a lot of horses uh, that can that can go early with her, at, you know, and short field. It's just like, okay, I think she's going to get out there in front and be hard to pass. Uh, let's just talk about, you know, Elitruska and Cece because they're former Apple Blossom winners. Okay, so Latrusco won it last year, beat Monomoy Girl. You know, it re-rallied to beat her. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then how about Cece? The horse in 2020, the COVID year, came over here and won the Apple Blossom. Last year, she won the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. She comes back over here and wins the Azari. She's awesome. I, I don't I don't have her picked here, but she's an awesome horse. Uh, anyway, Latruska on top for me. I actually like Clarier, the three horse, in second. I think she is another horse. Uh, you mentioned by Curlin could be developing i think they've all kind of thought well let's kind of see if this horse can be better at age four so she's very interesting to me but i don't think she can catch number two latruska you know just like to go through like a list of like who's who and you know like since like say 2010 well the 28 2008 just for zenyatta's sake zenyatta seventh street zenyatta again have her to grace plum pretty on fire baby close hatches untappable Forever Unbridled, Stellar Wind, Unbridled Mo, Midnight Bizu, CC, Latruska. I mean, that's like the who's who's list. Yeah. Of when you talk, when you go and you go back, like I say, you go and look at the the rest of their years. They like they they continue to run really well. It'd be serious forces. Yep. So this race continues to attract the best of the best, and so it's definitely not crazy to think. The winner of this race, like this, these are like this is just the start of a big year, right? And Latruska, of course, did that last year where she really had an unbelievable year and just kind of couldn't quite end it there in the distaff, but she, of course, did enough. Um, Maracuja, who I talked about earlier, you know, of course, that beat Malthot in that CCA Oaks, you know, crazy enough, never really did much after that, but did win uh, at Oakland Park here, um, earlier in April to to kind of put her into this race so she could improve off of that i'm you know i agree that latruska should be the one to beat seven to five she deserves every bit of that and she'll probably be very tough but i think if you're gonna try to beat her it's clarier and you know clarier has done very very little wrong um and including even that breeders cup distaff you know she fired she was coming late she just couldn't quite get there she ran a big race that day and then came back and ran a really nice race at fairgrounds in her return. You know, I think this pace, I, I, I agree that, that Latruska is going to be, you know, is going to be out there, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of 
you know, CC is going to be pressing. You know, she wants to be clo- close enough. You know, you're going to have some sort of a pace to run into, I think, with Clarier. And that's the other thing. You know she's going to bring it. It's just a matter of if she gets there. Like, she's she's very classy in terms of she brings it every time. And this, and at this distance, seven starts, four wins. So I think at five to two, if you're going to try to beat a horse and there's ever a time to two try to beat Latruska, it's with this one, number three, Clarier. So I'm going to try to take a little mild upset here. But that's the thing. Like, it, it is an upset. But I don't think anybody watches this race. And if Claire wins, you don't say, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. What an up, like, that's like, that's a damn good horse. And watch out. She's going to have a damn good year. Yeah. I, listen, any, if the four wins, it's a huge upset. The other th- the other four yeah. are, because yeah. even Maracuja, you know, won a big race, beat Malathot last year. Kind of a fluke. That was proven. But, you know, still was respectable and then ran very good last time out over this track as a prep for this. So, yeah, I'm with you. This is, like you said, uh, my dad said it too on the show. It's like, you know, maybe you're not going to make a million dollars on this race betting it, but wow, you need to watch it. Like, it's going to be so much fun to watch how this unfolds. That's what I'm saying, because even if you just watch it, like, it's going to set up for, like, when you're watching these horses, you know, when you're watching Saratoga, yeah. you're watching, you know, the, you know, the, this, uh, any kind of this summer meet, uh, summer racing these horses, they're gonna be. These are gonna be serious horses for the rest of the year. At least a couple of them are, no doubt. So, yep. Uh, make sure you watch that race. Let's go to the, the biggest race of the day. Let's go to race eight. It's not really, but the Oakland Stakes. So we have Oakland Stakes and Oakland Handicap, not the Oakland Handicap. Oakland Stakes is race eight on Saturday. It's one hundred fifty thousand dollars for three year olds, but a mile and eight. And the reason you talk about it is because it's a it's a win and you're in, quote unquote, win and you're in for the Preakness. So they did this and hopes they would get a horse. Usually it's right a little bit later. Uh, of course, with the, the uh, Oakland meet being all weird this year, it's earlier. So now you got to feel the seven. And boy, man, if I would have told you, like, if I would have told you I, if the Stellar Tap would be the favorite of the Oakland Stakes, if I would have told you that in December, you would have said, that's probably, I mean, I could see that. And that means, like, Stellar Tap's been a pretty, had a pretty good year, just maybe not quite good enough to, to make that derby filled, right? But been a pretty good year for Stellar Tap. And, and you'd be like, you wouldn't be all that surprised that he's the five to two favorite of the race. But what if I would have told you that his three starts of that year were a third place effort in allowance, a ninth place effort in the rebel and a second place effort in allowance. Would you still believe he's the favorite of this race? All right. All you people that like Barber Road and Unoho, listen to this for a second. <laughs> this is an automatic qualifier for the Preakness, and this is what Oakland could get. Yep. That three-year-old circuit for the male side, and really other than Secret Oath for the female side, it's the worst I've ever seen since following Oakland since 2007. Their races have been so bad. Even their the Derby was bad, the Rebel was bad, Southwest, Smart. They were just horrifically bad races. And now we get this. This is <laughs> no, the worst. This is it. This is your reward. This is the worst field I've ever seen for a stakes race at Oakland. The worst. It has to be if Stellar Tap's your favorite. It has to be the worst. Stellar Tap was beaten the Rebel. The Rebel. Okay? Was beaten by seven and three quarters. The worst prep of the year. And he he was ninth in it. And he was even closest. And he probably should be the favorite. <laughs> I know, that's just it. Stellar Tap 
was beaten by two and three quarter lengths by a horse named Rugs. <laughs> Last time out, he wasn't even competitive in that race. Nope. He hasn't won since August. It, this this horse, I mean, and he's the favorite. And frankly, since that since that runaway winning impressive effort at Saratoga on his debut, he's never sniffed the winner's circle. No. And like you said, someone's yeah, you know, he has burned a ton of money. And this is And the- I'm with you, Kevin. I and I said after that last race, I'm never ever betting this horse again. I'm never considering betting him. So of course I'm not picking him here. I think in Shoddy and the Grapefruit who love Barber Road, let's <laughs> feel attacked. Here's the deal, like I for people that maybe new viewers or never watched us or, or never heard us talk about. There's nobody on earth that wants the Oakland horse to do well in the Derby more than me. Mm-hmm. This is Oakland is the only reason we're sitting here. I mean, it absolutely we cut her. This is our home track. I want them to win so bad in these triple crown races, but I also I just I look at this, it's like, oh god, they're so You're bad. also a realist. We are horrible this year. So uh yeah, nothing people nothing like letting these people down easy. <laughs> it's just it's so bad. And, I told you, you when this came out. Okay. I, I told you when it came out. I said Seller Cap's gonna be the favorite. There's no way. I said you haven't seen his field. It is disgusting. All that being said, <laughs> what's your kind of pick please, the winner? Please tell me that the reason why I wanted to make sure because I asked him this morning. I was like, hey, you wanna you gonna talk about this, the Oakland Stakes? And you're like, no, let's not talk about it. And then I then I was handicapping it, and I was like, no, we're gonna talk about it because I want to make him pick, make a pick publicly here. Well. I'm not going to pick Stellar Tab. Well, that makes two of us, so. <laughs> and let's be clear about something. Just a full disclaimer. You should, no matter what happens in this race on Saturday, do not tweet at us. Do not talk about it. Do not mention that this horse might be a serious player in the Preakness because they're not. This Somebody is will. Win- this is, I know, this is an awful, this is an awful race. And none of these horses deserve to be in the Preakness. <laughs> It's it, it it's hard to believe. I'm with you. It's so hard to believe how bad this race is. I But hear it, let's hear it. Who is it? Who's gonna win? I'm gonna go with the horse that I think can get to the lead. And that's the number four homebrew. I think he gets in front. And if he does, <laughs> tell me who from the back's gonna pass him. <laughs> that's he just gets- it. You gotta you gotta try to find the horse that's that's so fairly fast. He he was five to two in the Smarty Jones <laughs> on New Year's Day. This horse was five to two. He was only beaten eight links, eight links, and finished tenth. By the way, all you people that love Barbara Road, Dash Attack beat Barbara Road by two links in the Smarty Jones. Anyway. I was gonna say the only thing worse than the Rebel Field and was was the Smarty Jones Field, right? Dash Attack, Dash Attack. I don't think he's finished the Lexington yet. I, he is. Horrific, and anyway, so I'm done with that. But anyway, I think Homebrew gets to the front, and I just hope he holds on. That, honestly, that's what kind of similar. I don't necessarily think he's going to be on the lead, but that's similar thinking of why I picked the three Kucher because it's just like he's getting blinkers on. <laughs> Last time out, yeah, uh, he was he, he kind of going two turns. He kind of showed that like he was somewhat poorly placed and now you get flow. Like maybe they just get aggressive. It's a percent horse wind star. Like maybe they just are very poorly placed and he just sucks less than the rest of them. But <laughs> we, 
I went with number three, Kuchar. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. You know who I have in second in this race? <laughs> Happy Boy Rocket. Dude. He ran seven days ago. <laughs> it's, talk, talk about Kuchar, this horse two back. Remember We the People, who was like so such a good horse going to the Arkansas Derby? We the People beat this horse by 14 and a quarter lengths. Two starts back. Well, we the people did really well. The Arkansas Derby. Exactly. Listen. So once again, it's like you think these Oakland, like the stakes race, that you know, these the the Derby and the and the Rebel are bad, and now you got a field assembled that couldn't even beat, couldn't even get close to the horses who couldn't win the those races, and you're trying to pick a winner. I think it's a matter of it's a matter of a, a stamina and endurance. Who can who can finish? Who can finish? That's all. It's gonna matter. I, I don't know. The skipper two, maybe. Only got beat by five by We the People. Like, well, will they will they run the will they run the final? Will it be like, will they run like in less than fifteen seconds? You think? I don't know. It's I, bad. I, I really don't know. Like, you know, the one got beat by five and a quarter last out. Seller tap got beat by two and three quarters. The three, the one you picked, did win last out, so that's good. Homebrew got beat by eight. The five got beat by 17 last out. The six got beat by five. And the seven got beat by four. So, See, I'm on on the trend here. Number three, like he's going up. One of these horses are going to be in the Preakness. <laughs> okay. I hope, it's, I hope it's Stellar Tap, just so I can waste money. I hope I hope, I hope Stellar Tap looks... Here's the, here's the best scenario that could happen. And, uh, sort, of, sort of kidding, sort of serious. Stellar Tap wins. And looks somewhat impressive in this race. And that way, he goes to that race. Because it's a horse that obviously has been, you know, had hopes. Gets there and he takes money. Takes money away from another horse. That's what I want. It's not going to happen, though. It's wishful thinking. I tried for you, Kevin. Kevin wants the horse to win now. So Here, Here's the difference. I'm going to explain the difference to the grapefruit. And again, I have nothing against you. I have nothing against Barber Road. I would be happy the Oakland horse won. Tr- truthfully, I would. I'm rooting for them. Yes, Epicenter got beat by Call Me Midnight. Then the next race, he beat five horses that are going to be in the Kentucky Derby. And the next race, he beat two more that are going to be in the Kentucky Derby. Barber Road has never won a race. That's the difference. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Well, never won a stakes, I should say. He did win a maiden claim. All right, let's get to a decent race. Huh? Okay. Let's get off this garbage race, okay? But you got to watch that race just for the pure pain of it um let's go to race 11 the final one we're gonna talk about here the oakland handicap grade two million dollars four-year-olds and up going one one eighth miles so the oakland has their handicap division for the older males and here it is eight horses lined up and nine to five on fearless to the outside the eight horse jose ortiz in for todd fletcher and fearless seems like the horse to beat here that you know hey guess what speaker's corner is not in here so fearless must be the pick right Barber Road is going to be incredible. When he wins this derby, the the, the after show is going to be unbelievable. I cannot anyway, wait. It's going to. I I will show up. I will show up. I promise you guys. I will be gone. You that's, watch the Breeders' Cup thing. It'll be worse. Anyway, uh, that's got to. That by the way, that's got to be like the the one horse for you. Anyways, mine might be Charge It because I've shit on Charge It, but I'm I'm less off that now. But anyways. That Barber Road has to be your fear horse, right? The horse that you're like, they're turning for home or they're in the stretch and you're like, who's who's that four horse? Oh, no. 
<laughs> oh no! Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> That's your horse. Anyways, all right, Oakland handicap. What do you like? I tell you what, yeah, you're right, man. If if, if Barbara Road wins this thing, it, honestly, it would be great content. I'm actually rooting for it. Our YouTube page might explode. Um, all right, let's let's go to the race eleven, the Oakland handicap. Listen, I, I've talked about this three times now. Uh, fearless, when he's not racing Speaker's Corner, I'm going to go with Fearless. He has been so good uh, all year. He only has one win to show for, and it came last time out. But look, listen, he, he ran competitively three back with Speaker's Corner. He got blown out the next time by Speaker's Corner. Speaker's Corner went back, went up and just blew him out in the carter. And then once Fearless got away from him, and he also stretched out in distance, he won and he won by six and it was it was super impressive so i like him here i like that he's coming over for this race much tougher field for him this time but i still think it's a field he can handle yeah i, I mean to me this is a horse that he finally got to go long um again here in that last race and just looked super super impressive and in fact you get jose ortiz and todd fletcher at oklahoma park it's kind of it's it's a interesting race though because you got you know fearless went with was here last year uh, for that race like you said and 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 Silver State beat him I don't think there's a Silver State in here right right um I agree that's yeah that's the other thing he only lost a half length in that race and he wasn't yeah. running near as good then yeah he didn't have and like how good is Speaker's Corner too by the way right yeah. I mean yeah. that horse is a it's freak good. um. Plainsman, any way, any concerns with Plainsman? Like, do you think the distance might be the ultimate uh, kind of negative here? I, I, I think he's the safest pick in the race, is how I describe it. He always fires. I think he'll fire here. Usually he gets beat if there's a really good horse or even a, a mildly good horse. No, I shouldn't say mildly. Really good horse in the race, he can't beat him. But if there's not, he could beat him. And so I think he's safe. He's going to stock the pace. He'll turn for home with a shot. I just don't know that he can beat a, if, a, if a horse like Fearless turns out to be good. I don't think he can beat. I just love the fact that Fearless drew outside, and I just think that with with like with Plainsman and with Thomas Shelby and, and some of these horses in here that you know, that have shown some sort of speed, he's going to be able to just sit perfectly off of these horses, you know. And I, I think those two are going to make the race go, and then Fearless can just kind of wait and bide his time. How about a horse? Um, I know we're way out of time, but uh, <laughs> that ship has sailed long ago. Yeah, I, I tried, but you did, we had to keep talking about the Derby, so it's fine. It's my fault. Yeah. Um, Thomas Shelby or Bo Liminaire? Who is the horse that you're most interested in on, as a long shot? Uh, Thomas Shelby. I like because I like both of them. I like Thomas Shelby because of the speed and because man, he's he's just ran in these big races Oakland all year, and he's just a board hitter. You know, he can't quite get the job done, but he'll get out in front and they got to catch him. So. I do like Thomas Shelby uh, a little bit under D. And we have we have to, we have to talk about rated our superstar for a minute too, right? Shoddy said he's laughed so hard at this stream, so thank you. You're <laughs> hey, if we're not gonna give you picks, good picks, well hopefully we can at least make you laugh, right? So well, I've um, given the best picks. Stop. Yeah, yeah. No. Stop betting Barbara Road. No, Barbara Road, they hate you. Um rated our superstar, yes. <laughs> See, he seems like he's due for a shitty race, right? Because that's what he does. Yeah. He's, he, he wins the fifth season, he's not good in the Razorback. He wins the Essex, so by all counts, he should lose here, right? I mean, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Uh, that's what Magic said on our previous show. He goes, well, win one, run bad. Win one, run bad. So we'll see. We'll see here. Uh, I, he, I'm rooting for this horse. I mean, he's an awfully, awfully gutty horse. At age nine, it would be amazing. 
I don't know. I think he'll. I think he'll go for some kind of run here. I just don't know if he's going to be good enough. That's a big thing. Uh, Idle. That's a lot. Another question we get a lot of here. Idle. Um, yeah. You know, obviously showing up here. You know, you talked about Express Train being a good horse. Well, Idle beat this horse. Um, and then we didn't see this horse again until October, and he was awful in the awesome again. And then we hadn't seen that horse since October, and now he's here. So what do you make of Baltus bringing Idol here? Um, to me, the fact, no no offense to Vasquez, but the fact that he couldn't, like, land a legit jockey, it's like, I don't necessarily take him too serious here. Come on, Vasquez, I think that's a good jock. Um no, I don't. I don't either. It's just kind of weird. I, they've obviously had a tough time keeping this horse healthy. Now he shows yeah. up here. I, I don't know. I'm I'm passing on idle in this race. I think Bo Lemonaire, by the way, I, I mentioned the horse. I like this horse a little bit. Uh, so it got some upside. I think this horse making a second start um, off a layoff for uh, Brissett. I think this horse is dangerous uh, if the pace kind of melts down a little bit. I see him coming late, so I like Bo Lemonaire underneath. Uh, quite a bit here, but I'd like number eight, Fearless, with you to win the Oakland Handicap. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for all the comments and the, and, and the, just the banter back and forth. Make sure, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button below. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash it. Smash we'll be it. cursed. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button so you get all our content. Um, I think you get alerted as well whenever we go live I, and stuff. I think this has been the most fun I've had on a show all year. Well, it means a lot because you do 14 shows a day. So it really means sure. a lot that I was a part of your favorite show of the year. Yep. It it definitely is. A, to me, it, we kind of walk, walked into this one with like, okay, this one, you know, you, the Derby's still far enough away, but it's close enough to where you can really talk serious about it. But at the same time, we're not like locked in with our picks and really, you know, so it, it is a lot more of an open forum, which is kind of why we did it that way yep. um, on today's show. But yeah, it's uh, the next two weeks though. Let's just say shit gets real. Yeah, that's it. Like next week, you're kind of getting locked in. And then the next week, it's like, I won't even remember the, what we did. Not because I'm drunk, just because it's just crazy. The Derby's just crazy. Yeah. The Derby is. Enjoy your sleep now. This this really, this could happen any day I'm at Saratoga. We've just never done it. If you want it, one day, maybe I get really mad and I just go live and just go crazy on there. It will happen. Yeah. I would say. It'll happen this year. I would venture to guess. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, that's all the time. We check us out. Check us out at racingnews.com for all premium and free picks. Uh, the premium picks on the products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com. Remember that the inside track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby wagering guide is now available for pre-sale. So make sure you go to the website right now and go get your hands on that. You'll be the first to get it as soon as it's released. Speaking of being a, a, a subscriber, though, if you are a Racing News Premium subscriber, you can now compete us against the dudes. In a members-only pick-and-pray tournament at horsetourneys.com. We've done a couple of these now, and they've been really, really fun. We have a lot of our members that are, are playing us, playing against us. We had a hell of a uh, – the dudes have had a hell of a week. Last week, uh, I believe, we had five members of the Racing Dudes team playing, and four of us were in the top five. I'm not going to name names, Samich. But he did win the – Samich did win the week one, week one, so I can't give him too much shit. But if you think you can beat us – Come challenges that challenges. You get invited to these $150 horse tourneys credit on the line, including cash prizes as well. It's a cash game. So you get a part of that as well. So usually it just depends on how many are in the field, but two, 250, 300 depends on what's in it. Uh, up to up for grabs there 
so make sure you're a subscriber. Just go to the uh, dashboard if you are and sign up. The next tournament is April 29th. So week from tomorrow, week from Friday, the next tournament. You can play against us. Uh, available right now, so go sign up. RacingNews.com, your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter, at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page at RacingNews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you listen to podcasts, or go to YouTube. If you're watching this probably right now, go to YouTube and watch us live. All our episodes are right there. The Magic Mike Show, they did their show already yesterday. They did a Saturday Keeneland late pick four. So you want their analysis, go find the same on all the same platforms, go find uh, what they're talking about. Any last questions that maybe have popped up here on the stream? Because that's the thing. We've been, like, doing rapid fire, and it's just like, I still think Modonago can win. And it's just like, <laughs> it, that, that the questions never end. The comments never end for the Kentucky Derby. So is there any any comments that have uh, that have kind of stuck out to you that you want to mention? Um, hmm. I saw a couple – one guy, he likes to comment on our stuff. Oh, this truth experience. If Chargent has a, checks himself or breaks stride, he's not winning the Derby. So, yeah, that one, he kind of reiterated what we were saying, right? It's just like he needs things to go his way uh, in the stretch or he's in big trouble. Uh, yep. That's about um, it. Oh, shoddy, man. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm beating you to it. That's fine. First time watching live, wow. loved it. Cool. Appreciate that. Uh, the Ravage Grapefruit just found you all a, week, a few weeks ago. Thanks, guys. So, man, it's great. Um, hopefully, you know you're you're enjoying the content. Again, the con- like we really are ramping up the YouTube content now, and and it's only going to get better or slash worse, however you want to look at that <laughs> from here on out. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. <laughs> and we can it can at least stay to the till the Derby's over and see if Barbara Road wins, just to see what Halterman does. You need to stay all the time. You need to. Well, yeah, but don't tell them to leave after the Derby. No, well, I'm saying at least, at least. Uh, this comment's great. Halterman, better chance, tis the bomb winning the derby or Dan Housen beating Hook. Definitely tis the bomb. <laughs> Dan Housen's going to get squashed. But I'm here for it, and I love it, but he's going to get squashed by Hook. Okay. Don't know who, who Hook is, but I do know tis the bomb is not winning the derby. So if you think he's got a better chance of that, then I don't he think does. it's great. <laughs> he's going to, Dan Housen, poor Dan Housen's going to get, he's going to get rocked. <laughs> When is this taking place? Uh, I, I really hope when I'm going to the events because <laughs> I really want to see it bad. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be ugly. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate uh, everyone tuning in. All the questions, all the live comments. It's been great. Of course, RacingDudes.com has all the content you need for the Kentucky Derby. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube slash Racing Dudes. Got tons of videos. Got literally videos of every single contender. We've talked about three to five minute segments of every single horse that we talk about and and give analysis on. And of course, more of that's coming your way as we get closer to the Kentucky Derby. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend, guys. Like, subscribe, or we get you cursed. What is it? You got to like, subscribe, smash that like button. Or you're cursed. We need a blimp. We need a blimp. Two blimps. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>
This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 